Welcome to The Unbridled Woman with your host, Deanne Rose. Dive deep into the essence of your feminine light. Harness the strength that lies within and rise beautifully into your authentic power. Now, here's Deanne. Hello, Unbridled Women. We are here today to ignite your self-confidence and to reclaim your power. As always, I'd like to start us off with a blessing. So let us invite grace, wisdom, and courage into our hearts. May this conversation be a beacon of light guiding us towards our true selves. In this sacred space, we remember the unshakable strength of womanhood. We reclaim the power of our voices and rise together toward a future filled with possibility. Let the stories shared here ignite a spark within, transforming our lives and the world around us. Now I invite everyone, if you're able to, to take three big belly breaths. So in closing your eyes and in that first inhale, inhale expansion. And as you exhale, exhale constriction. Our second inhale, inhaling acceptance and exhaling judgment. And the final one, inhaling gratitude and exhaling grief. I am excited and honored to introduce to you my guest for today, Tiani Perkins, the widely recognized as the wild hypno lady, an accomplished woman's confident expert and a certified hypnotherapist. While overcoming her own imposter syndrome, Tiani unlocked the secret to quickly and permanently transforming unproductive beliefs and habits. With a global reach, she has guided countless professional women in locating their subconscious confidence blocks and breaking free from the limiting beliefs that hindered their progress in both personal and professional spheres. She is dedicated to empowering career women to overcome chronic self-doubt and procrastination to 10x their productivity and their confidence in the workplace. Today, she graciously joins us to share some powerful keys that you can harness to start transforming your limiting beliefs so you too can crash your self-doubt and make 2024 your year to truly shine. Welcome, my dear. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here, Deanne. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yes, I'm so glad the universe brought us together today. And so the first thing I ask my guests is, what does the word unbridled mean to you? Yeah, I appreciate that you asked that question. And you told me ahead of time that you were going to be asking that question. And I was like, you know, that's a great question. I am actually going to Google it (laughs) and make sure I actually have a general idea. Because I, in my mind, I thought I had an idea, but I wanted to make sure it was pretty much what I thought. And my understanding of it, like my comprehension of it is very much so like my name, right? Wild, like just kind of unfiltered, just you, authentic, raw. That is how I basically understood. I understand unbridled to mean, and it's very in alignment with my brand as the wild hypno lady, because that's exactly what I teach my clients and my people to step into. 
Yes, yes. I love that. I love that. I'm, I'm glad it's actually relatable <laughs> to you yeah. and, and, and how you're showing up. And, and then also a message that you you give off to, to others. Right. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So in the first half of our time together, we are going to talk a little bit about your unbridled journey. And then the second half, you and I are going to dive into the all too uncommon, I guess. Well, actually, all too common, I should say, uh, yet seldom discussed world of chronic self-doubt and procrastination. Um, so there's a lot to uh, kind of unpack here, and I'm very excited to to get going and, and share what we're going to share today. So I would love for you to bless us with your unbridled story that you would like to share with our listeners today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm excited to share it. But before I jump into that, I did. I already explained to you that I'm a little bit under the weather. So I do just want to let everybody know I appreciate your grace and understanding with my voice and my nose. It's a little bit, it's a little bit stuffy. So I appreciate you guys working with me and uh, just holding space for me. Um, and with that said, yeah. So. My journey, and I, I want to talk about like my journey in terms of confidence, since that tends to be like the theme that I work with, right? As a women's confidence expert, that is what I tend to help most people with and work through. So my journey with confidence actually started off really strong. <laughs> I was very, very confident for most of my life. So, you know, as a young kid, middle school, high school, even through college, I was so like, you guys, I was so freaking confident. It was almost unwarranted the amount of confidence I had because I was a nerd nerd, right? I was super geeky. I had the braces. I had the the mustache, like super full on mustache, bushy <laughs> eyebrows. I had the rolling backpack, y'all. It was like, it was full on nerd alert. Okay. I come into the room and it's like, whoa. Okay. And <clears throat> You know, for everybody else, they're just like, what is this girl doing? But I was so unshakable. Like, you could not tell me anything. I knew who I was. I knew what I was there to do. I knew I did not look and act like the rest of the kids, but that didn't make me feel any less than. So I just stood in that, right? And so that continued basically through high school and through college, you know, um, that confidence continued to stay there. My husband, as a matter of fact, went to middle school with us and he was the exact opposite. He was the jock. He was on the sports team. He hated seeing me walk around with that backpack and he would kick it everywhere I would go because he was like, what the hell's wrong with this girl? Get out of my way, you weirdo. And he couldn't stand me then, but I stood in my, <laughs> in my strength and now we've got our fifth kid on the way. So confidence really, you know, my confidence got him on the other side of things. If that, right. that makes sense. Right. So um, I eventually grew into my looks. I, I dropped the backpack off somewhere. You know, I don't have that anymore. The mustache but, is gone too. And the mustache is gone. And the eyebrows are a little bit more tame. No more braces. You know, I'm looking good now. I grew into the looks. But, <laughs> but um. Now, like through college, I felt the same way. Like I was excelling so much in all of my extracurricular activities as well as my academics, right? Graduated top 10% of my class, magna cum laude. Uh, I was in every possible extracurricular 
thing on earth, right? Five honor societies when I graduated, studied abroad at different universities. I was rocking things. Like I was so in my flow, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Like I, my, my journey started off super strong <laughs> and I never thought that I could, I could be one of those people who, who struggled with self-doubt. I just knew who I was. Right. So once I graduated, this is when things turned upside down. And this is when my life just completely flipped. And I didn't know which way was up or which way was down. So I graduated college and I did not go get my master's degree like my mom wanted me to do and all my, my family and you know colleagues and stuff wanted me to do. I wanted to see how I fit into the real world, not as a student, mm-hmm. not as an academic, but just as a regular person person, right? So I was like, I got this. I can do this. I'm going to go get myself a job. So I landed my first job out of college. It was a, as a bilingual program coordinator with Make-A-Wish Foundation. It's incredible. I was so proud of myself. Yeah. I was like, yeah, making, making big impacts and moves. And it's amazing. Deanne, I sucked at this job. Like, <laughs> I was so bad at this job. It was so bad. <laughs> And from somebody who was so used to just killing it in every aspect of my life, this shook me to the core. Like I, I could not figure this out. And I realized what it was, was that I was so used to an academic structure where everything is told to you. You just do these things, follow these steps. Whereas what they wanted me to do was basically use critical thinking skills and do that on my own. Like create those systems and pathways myself. I was like, I don't, I, I'm not equipped for this. <laughs> this is not what, what the hell? You guys didn't explain. I don't know. And about six months in, I, I lost that job. I was not <laughs> was not able to hack it, guys. And I actually lost several jobs back to back to back after that. I went from job to job to different, you know, positions. And I kept having the same freaking problem, right? And I mean, I, like I said, I knew what the problem was. I just, I didn't know how to fix it at the time. So Mm. I was just like, well, I don't know what to do now. It's, it makes sense that my confidence would be waning in situations like that, right. Where I'm legitimately failing at my, at my roles and I'm really not doing well, but there was something that I noticed through all of this. And so Me aside, one thing that I kept noticing was in my time during these jobs, I kept running into these women. Like these were incredible women. Like what I'm telling you, like just top notch, right? They have it all together. They're they're just killing it in their their jobs and their professions. They've been doing it for tons of years. They got the degrees. They got the certifications. But I kept noticing that they didn't see themselves that way. Mm. And that when they would talk, when they would talk amongst themselves or even to me, they would downplay their amazingness, their greatness. And I kept seeing it. And I was sitting there like, do you know what not great looks like? Because I can show you. Like, (laughs) I am the embodiment, okay? What are you talking about? How could you not not see how incredible you are, right? Because I can, like for me, it made sense for me to have these feelings, right? I couldn't comprehend how these incredible women were just feeling like, like I would hear it when they would talk. I'm not far enough, 
you know, in my career. I'm not far enough with my family life. I'm not far enough with my financial stability. You could hear it every time they talked. It was like they, no matter how incredible they were and how far they had gotten in all of those areas, there was this feeling that they're just not hitting the mark. And I, I couldn't comprehend that from somebody who idolized these women. I'm like, I wish I had a morsel of what you have, right? <laughs> so right. I, I yes. couldn't, <clears throat> I really couldn't get it. And, and so, I mean, I kept losing those jobs and stuff, but eventually I, I landed into the hypnotherapy world and I became a certified hypnotherapist, right? And as as a hypnotherapist, I am awesome. Like I, <laughs> I am a really amazing hypnotherapist. I feel like I've always kind of just been meant for this world, right? So it came very natural for, naturally for me. And I was really, really good at what I did. But I also noticed that once I became a businesswoman, not just a hypnotherapist, but when it came time for me to actually put on the businesswoman hat, like do all the pieces of bringing my business together, I also was struggling with that imposter syndrome. Like suddenly I just felt like I'm just not good enough in any space. Like there's no part of my world where I'm good mm. enough in, which was really confusing, right? <laughs> I was so, I was like, okay, I've got the financial stability. I'm, I'm an amazing mother. I've got, I'm an amazing hypnotherapist. I'm really good at what I do. What is happening? Why can't I... I'm comparing myself to my peers. I am questioning myself constantly. What is this that's going on, right? I could not understand it to save my life. <clears throat> and that's when I recognized, like it hit me like, oh, snap, this is imposter syndrome. I'm, I am experiencing the same self-doubts that those women were experiencing, like yeah. that they were having. I, I recognized it like, ah, that's that's what it was. Now, luckily, of course, because I have hypnotism on my side and thanks to hypnosis and hypnotherapy, I was able to overcome the self-doubt pretty freaking quickly. You know, like it didn't stick around for very long, but I didn't, It, I just kept seeing it. It was like I couldn't stop seeing it all around in my family members, colleagues and associates, anybody else who I would run into, I kept seeing that same phenomenon of women who kept feeling like they just weren't adequate enough in what they were doing. So <clears throat> that is how I got to where I am now, which is why I'm the women's confidence expert, which is how come I've picked this specific niche and specialty to help women, career women and business women specifically, to really overcome the chronic self-doubt and perfectionism that seems to plague so many of us. So mm. that's where I'm at now. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my goodness. That is... <laughs> It's the first story where I've heard where someone came, they started out like so much of this and then there was this immediate drop and, and it makes so much sense, right? Because I felt that a little bit too, was I was in, in school, I was the best memorizer of things. <laughs> like I could memorize things. I could regurgitate anything, you know, they put me into something where I actually had to like create something or think, like you said, critically, it wasn't a skill. And, you know, I think that's the failing of our education system right now is, right, right, you know, where right. everybody is just, I mean, you have a, you know, you can excel, but it seems like once you 
decided, oh, I'm not going to, I'm going to get out of academia, academia and go into the real world, that it was just like this smack. It's like, okay, here you go. Here's reality. <laughs> and oh my goodness. Well, well, I'm, I'm glad you had that experience because, you know, we all need that, right? That little, that little kick in the head of like, okay, you, you know, you're, and, and though your confidence beforehand, right? To me, right. seems like you were able to pick yourself up a lot quicker than someone who, who wouldn't have had that kind of, um, that ability, uh, that, com that confidence. Like, well, I used to be this way, you know, where the right. forethought, like, okay, what, what is different now? And that's what you discover. It's like, oh, things aren't just told to me on how to do something. I have to figure things out. And okay, well, evidently you figured it out, right? Yep, absolutely. Well, so I'm just curious if you've noticed in your work, is there a, is there a certain time in a woman's career that she might, that this imposter syndrome might come up? Or is it something that's always been there that gets kind of highlighted at a certain point in their career? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, okay. So typically from my experience, most of the women that I have worked with kind of always had it somewhere there. It's, mm -hmm. it's always been a little bit there. And sometimes there's certain things that will exasperate it and make it more obvious. So I can say there's two ways that this imposter syndrome or the chronic self-doubt, as I like to call it, in case that in case imposter syndrome doesn't necessarily land for you, um, that chronic self-doubt, there's two times or two ways that it might show up. So the most common one is that it was always there. And as a matter of fact, it tends to be the driving force for most women as to why we have achieved so much. So mm -hmm. the high achieving woman oftentimes utilized that imposter syndrome in order to get to the next level. So say, oh, well, I don't quite feel like I'm hitting the mark. I probably need one more degree. And then she goes and gets another degree, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I don't quite feel like I'm quite there yet. I probably need to learn A, B, and C skill. And then she becomes certified in a new thing, right? And so the imposter syndrome, a lot of times, the self-questioning and doubt is what is precisely pushing us to that next level. And that's good. So it it does benefit us. And this is something that um as a as a hypnotherapist, we always talk about like the what you gain from having these problems. Like there's there's a benefit to most of our issues that we have, right? And so the benefit for a lot of us, the reason why a lot of us hold on to these self-doubts is because it is what has gotten us as far as it's gotten us. Um, <clears throat> We want to make sure we're not low. I mean, no woman wants to be a low quality professional, like whatever she's doing. She wants to do it to the to the to the best of her ability. Right. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Obviously. So it's it's good that you want to push yourself to the next level and make sure you're performing at the best quality and level and standard as possible. But it becomes a catch 22 when you've reached that level, you've gotten the degrees, you got in the certification, you have the work experience, you know, you have the knowledge, and yet you can't accept it yourself. So this is where it becomes like a, a real, real problem. So like, yeah. 
you have to be able to recognize it in yourself because, and I'll talk about it in a second, but there are, if you continue to have these self-doubts, it isn't just going to be in your head. It's going to start affecting lots of different areas of your life that you're not recognizing. You probably don't even realize you're bringing all of these comparisons and thoughts about mm-hmm. yourself into. So that's that's where it becomes the issue. When that is your motivating factor to getting stuff done, it becomes, it stays. So even once you've achieved that marker, it's there still. And now you're comparing yourself to all the other people who have a degree and a certification and a this and this and 10 years of work experience. Yeah, you just <laughs> up-leveled an, another comparison level for yourself. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so there's that. And that tends to be the most common one that I would say most of my ladies struggle with, right? Now, the other area, and I think this might be more so of what I might have experienced, although I can't think, I don't know, I haven't really thought about it for a while. Um, the other thing is that it's just natural to experience self-doubt and, and imposter syndrome the more knowledgeable you become. Because the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that is also just a natural phenomenon. Like, Teenagers, they don't know anything. That's why they're so freaking cocky. Mom, just let me do it. Like, ah, you know, they got attitudes and stuff. They want to just go, I know, I know, they know everything, right? So because they have such limited knowledge about the world, they don't realize what they don't know. Whereas as we get older, we have had such more vast experiences with the world. We're like, dude, you don't even realize how many crazy things could happen. And you don't realize how little your knowledge base is. Like your knowledge base as a teenager is so small that you have no idea how much stuff you're missing. And so the more that you become aware, the more cautious we become a little bit more. Like <laughs> We don't quite want yeah, to do that. That makes sense. Yeah. like the- that we, And that's just natural, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, what we what we don't know, we don't know. <laughs> so right. if we don't know to worry about that stuff because we don't we've never experienced any of that, we don't see it. And yes. Yeah, it's like you know, it's that uh that innocence of the child who's just That's gonna it. like <laughs> go, go right. for it. Right. Yes. <laughs> but the deeper you dive, the typically, especially as we get older, we realize, oh my gosh, I could go this path, this path, this path, this path. There's so many areas say you go into science. Like my daughter wants to be a scientist. That's what she tells me. I want to be a scientist. I'm like, what kind of scientist, baby? And she's like, you know, a regular scientist. And I'm like, oh, a regular one. Huh? Like, okay. But she's five. She doesn't understand how many pathways that, like what that actually means. Like there's so many ways that you could be a scientist, right? Right, right. And so as you, it, the more she grows and understands, she's going to have to start to figure out oh, snap, these are the options I have available to me. And that could be intimidating, right? So yeah, what if you pick the wrong one? <laughs> right. And wrong that's, so that's the part that it's, that's the part where it can be a little daunting. And the more we become educated, the more, the more we face the doubt. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, when you were talking about the, that driving force, and you know, how, you know the, the 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 positive aspect of that of, of wanting to be be better, right? And then, but then reaching a level, and then like, okay, still okay. I, there's so much more. It's like that 
when you were talking about that, the word addiction came up to me. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like just addicted to always trying to be better. Yeah. Um, and, and also what comes to me is that um, phrase, um, I won't get it I don't exactly right, but something like, um, like student of many, master of none. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Where we're just, For and sure. I definitely have been guilty of that. I'm like, oh, what's this workshop <laughs> I want to take? Oh, that'll yeah. help my business. Oh, I want to go over here. And then I'm realizing like, yeah. I'm really not mastering any of this. I'm just any of them. And that was, and now I understand that was the, the self-doubt, that imposter, because I'm like, i I don't feel good enough in my in my industry. I, I need to know more. Right, right, for sure. And it can be an addiction. Uh, it's a thought pattern that we become addicted to. And you'll notice that really no matter what thought pattern it is, um, whether it's perfectionism in our case, or if it's anxiety, which I also struggled with for a while there, um, anxiety, that was also one of the things that like, no matter how good things were going and everything's fine, I would try to figure out what next was, when's the other shoe going to drop type of thing. Mm-hmm. When you're, when you're used to a certain pattern of thought, it does become addicting because like I said, your, your mind almost doesn't know how to protect itself or how to function without having that issue. So it does become addicted to it because it almost feels like it needs it to survive, much like an alcoholic or cigarette smoker or something. It feels like I need this in order to survive. Yeah. You just, you're seeking it out all the time. It's top of mind. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I love that that comparison that you brought together for sure. Yeah. Um, well, I'm excited for our next half. We're going to take a, a break in a, in a little bit. Um, but one question, maybe we can talk about this when we come back, was, uh, and, and maybe you'll, t- you'll, you'll touch upon it. So I'm like, all right, so we get this, I'll use the word addiction, we'll get these, these, these you know, chronic thoughts out. You know, where, where are we finding our drive now? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Where does that Great come question. from? <laughs> My favorite. Yes, yes. I, I okay. cannot wait to chat about this because it is something that actually was really scary for me too. I was like, well, then what is going to be my driving force? What is going to be my my motivating factor if I don't have that imposter syndrome telling me to go for the next degree, right? <laughs> is is that what you're asking? Is that basically what yes, you're Yes, yes, yes. Because it's yeah. like, all right, you're taking... What I, I kind of see of it, you know, when when you get hypnotized, it's like you're you're almost like taking this, be- yeah, you're taking this belief out, <laughs> yep. this belief that, and you said it was doing really wonderful things for us. It was, you know, right. moving us forward, making us more successful. And now that that belief is gone, like oh, yeah. it's like someone retiring, and then not knowing what yep. to do with their time, and then they're getting really lost. Exactly. Right? <laughs> and that could lead for to sure. like something sure. really. Who knows, right? There, there's, yeah, there's, yeah. There's doubt there. Like, what the heck did I just do? Where am what I going, is, right? Now yeah. what do I do? Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I can't wait to chat about this. As soon as we get back from the uh, break, I will definitely jump into this because it is one, one of the things that is a very genuine concern for a lot okay, of people. Awesome. All right, everyone, stay tuned. You're going to want to come back with us in a few minutes. Thank you for listening. You are so appreciated. And we will be back in a little bit. Thanks. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. 
You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to The Unbridled Woman with Deanne Rose. Have a question for Deanne or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Or email Deanne at theunbridledwomanrises at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to The Unbridled Woman. I am Deanne Rose, and I am here with the beautiful Tiani Perkins, the wild hypno lady who has been sharing her story on embracing her unbridled self of working through some chronic self-doubt. Um, we got a little bit more into how she is being of service to women in really catapulting them into a better version of themselves in their in their life and their business. And we're going to get a little bit more into depth and share some maybe two, some tools that are going to empower you to conquer these doubts that might be holding you, you back from your career and your personal life. Um, so let us get a little bit more into what we were, were talking about when we had that break was, okay, so we have this driving force of this, this chronic self-doubt that it, that propels us, that helps propel women in their business and their career. They just, they want to be better. Um, and that, but then, then they're reaching a level and now they're comparing themselves at that level. And so when women work with you now to help release this, these beliefs around this chronic self-doubt, what becomes that, that driving force now that they can tune into um, cause I would imagine it might feel a little maybe empty or confusing. I'm like, okay, now what happens? Like, you know, do, can I really let this go and still be successful, still be safe in my life? Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. go a little bit more. 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like I said, this is a really important question and I'm really glad that you're asking it because it is so common for so many people to feel this way that that is a, a large portion and reason as to why we keep keep the imposter syndrome, why we keep the self the self-doubt going all this all these years and why we keep the addiction to that thought pattern, right? Um and the cool thing is that the reason why I really love hypnotherapy specifically is because the cool thing about hypnotherapy is when we do any type of work, I work with the landscape of the mind in general and I I'm very careful to honor the fact that you can't remove something without replacing something. Like you can't mm. just take something out without putting something back there because then it will feel empty. Your mind will feel like it's got to go find a new void, some way to fill this void because it's it's missing a piece of itself, right? right. So what what we do is we use the power of your subconscious mind to essentially help you determine what would be a better fit for you for that like to to what would what would resolve that um play that role essentially so right now the the thing that's playing the role of motivator is self-doubt we don't want that but we still need some motivating factors here, right? Yes, yes. Otherwise, we just lay in the bed all day, confident as hell about who we are, right? But not get anything done. <laughs> so, yeah. Don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's not necessarily what we're going for either. So what we, what I, what I do with my clients is I actually help them to locate in their subconscious mind what would feel better, what would feel better, and what part of your inner resources. Because every single thing, you know, I. I I always like we always say this in my uh, in my hypnotherapy cohort or with my colleagues. They always say the client comes with you comes to you with the solution, not the problem. Client is the you are carrying the solution. Like it's you, it's in you, and so all I'm going to do is help you to locate it and activate it. So typically, what will happen is we'll replace the self doubt most of the time with inspiration and passion. Most of the time, that's the the inner resource that gets unlocked as we do the work that we're doing together. Mm. It's just going to be that passion and that that inspiration that just jumps in there instead. And you you know you put it there. We will work together, and we're like, okay, we're going to remove this. What would you like there instead? And you locate it, and you say what you'd like there instead, right? If, if you want peace and happiness and flow and zen, then that's going to be there. Whatever, whatever your specific inner resource is. But you will not become a less <clears throat> passionate or less motivated person. Your dreams and the vision that you've had for yourself is always going to be the vision that you have. Like that's your vision. That's your mission. That's what you were created with, right? Most of us have have these beliefs or dreams as to where we want to go in our life. So it's not going to go anywhere. Now, what's going to help you get there is just going to be a different resource now. Typically, like I said, through passion or inspiration. Mm -hmm. I I love this because it, it, it goes back to the theme of this podcast is unbridled because also being unbridled is having agency for yourself. And I love that your work enables women to take agency. I love that you're saying the solution is inside and we're just, it's like, we just need to rearrange this puzzle a little bit, <laughs> you know, to bring it into a more positive because 
as you were speaking, I'm a visual person, and I, I, I mean, just I'm putting myself into a position of, of like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm a woman experiencing this, and I, I feel like, oh, it would be such a um, a relief, like my my shoulders are going down, like my like I'm releasing uh, almost this burden of having to just keep over overachieving, and I'm got I have gotten to this place because I, I what I chose was to be like self acceptance, you know, like accepting I've I've achieved it. Like you talking about dreams, like if a woman's dream is to be CEO, like if she's there, like yeah. having peace with this, like can you imagine? It's like, oh my God, yeah. like almost like the feeling like I can just start enjoying life now. Like yes. I can look back and like accolades for all I've accomplished and this, what I've been carrying around, I no longer have to have that energy doing that. Where else can I put this energy that, you know, maybe, maybe it gets into your relationship that has been on the back burner for a long time. Or maybe you get to spend time with your children or grandchildren at this point now. Like, I'm going to take a vacation. You know, it's just like, it's <laughs> yes. like giving agency over your life. I think that's so beautiful. Yes, yes, absolutely. I love that you brought that up. The energy that is released from all of this unnecessary stuff that we're doing inside of our minds can be utilized to better bring out the highest potential for us, right? Like like you said, whether that be in our careers or even in our personal lives. Like this is some stuff that is that is stopping us from having a true true like th- thriving flourishing life in general. And that's what I wanted to say earlier. I think I said I was going to tell talk about the areas that it can be impeding on <clears throat> on all the different areas of your life. So not only professionally, that's pretty obvious, right? Like you said, where you just kind of feel like you have to keep going forever and ever, amen, and never get a chance to just enjoy your your accomplishments. But it can also affect your personal relationships, like you said, because you're overworking yourself. You're creating this this version of yourself that's never able to just be with the people you love. And so it's a strain on your relationships it's a strain on your creativity because you have to be doing stuff i can't be me and let things flow through me but that's affecting how much you are impacting stuff you have a creative flow that you need to tap into but we don't have time for that i got accomplishments to go to right so i gotta get to it right so i i forget all that creative stuff which would probably help you to be a lot more productive in general if you stepped into your personal creativity um but health and well-being as well. Well, I told you that I struggled with anxiety around the same time that I was struggling with all of these confidence blocks. And it was for that same reason. I'm not doing enough. I got to do some more. I got to do this. I got to do that. Oh my gosh. You know, like, it was it was creating like this chronic stress, which meant that my body was living with way too much cortisol. So it's showing up as fatigue or insomnia, which is the opposite, like it, it's just ridiculous, you know. Maybe I'm gaining weight or losing weight or just just not in a healthy state. So now right. my health is being impacted, and of course I don't have time to take care of it because I have these goals that I've got to hit so that I don't, you know, be a failure. So I can't tend to that either. So it, it just overall can impact so many different areas of your life, like you said. But when you're in the space where you're just like creating from a space of authenticity it allows you to 
to work in flow with yourself, which is something that I teach in my masterclass. I have a paid masterclass that I teach. And one of the things that I talk about is how important it is for us to remove the word should. Yeah. Now, I I hated the word should um, growing up, but I adopted it for some reason at some point in time. I don't know. I don't even know where I got it and when I picked it up. But I realized I was functioning with like, but I should be doing this and I should be doing that. And if I really want to do this with my career, then I really definitely should be doing A, B, and C. And I realized how limiting it was for me because half of those goals weren't even mine. Like, I don't even want to do that. Like, it's not even something that I actually wanted to do deep down inside. I felt like I had to in order to be a great mom or a wife or, you know, entrepreneur or, you know, whatever it was as a woman. I don't know. There's all these things that I thought I should be doing. So first things first, recognizing, taking the time to recognize how, what your actual goals are. Then this is going to be what happens when you release this this need to constantly just just do stuff for the sake of doing or go for the next thing when you release that self doubt you feel so much more empowered in who you are that you have a lot more clarity as to what you genuinely want to do in life so some of those goals that you're working toward might fall off and you'd be like, I don't know why I said I was going to do that. I'm not doing a blog. I'm not, I'm not going to write a blog. I'm not going to keep up a blog. Forget the blog. Like, like whatever, whatever it was, right? There's just things that you just might just be like, nope, never wanted that. <clears throat> Thought I had to, but I don't. So then you'll get a better idea of what you want to do. The other side of the should be doing that I tell people to do is also work with yourself. Work with who you are. Please don't try to cookie cut yourself into like, I've got to do these things because that's what a career woman does and this and this and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean, work with your strengths and work with your weaknesses. Be honest with yourself. So for me, I struggled for a really long time because I thought the early bird gets the worm. You're never going to advance if you don't get up early, start your day before the sun comes up and do all those things that all those people do. <clears throat> I read the books. They all talked about it. Deanne Rose, I hated, I hated my mornings. Okay. I could not stand mornings. I was like up cranky as hell, five o'clock in the morning, mad, um, supposed to be meditating or something. Just like, I should just be asleep. Right. And I stuck with it for so long and it never, like they, everybody tells you like, after like two weeks, your body will get used to it. No, no. I realize I am a I'm a night owl. I love night times. I will stay up until all the wee hours of the night and I'm in my flow. That's when everything's coming to me. Everything. And I had to drop that belief that I should be up early if I, I wanted to be, you know, advancing in my career financially or whatever. Because that wouldn't work for me. It wasn't working for me. I was doing it and nothing was happening. And as a matter of fact, the times that were my optimal hours, when I'm supposed to, when Tiani is supposed to be awake and Tiani has her creative flow and juices coming, I was asleep during those hours because I needed to be awake at the crack of dawn, right? So right. I never, I was never tapping into who I actually was and it was counterproductive. So mm -hmm. on top of getting rid of like, I should have these certain goals that I didn't really want. Then on top of that, I, there were habits that I was trying to implement that were not 
for me, right? And so that's something that I want everybody to do as well. You don't have to do yoga. You don't have to do, you know, go on a run. You, I don't know. Whatever the thing is, you can find a different way to be active. You can find a different way to be healthy. You don't have to go vegan. You don't have to go the opposite direction. Uh, I think there's a carnivore right now, right? So like, you don't have to do all of that. You can do what works for you. And I want, I want every woman to know it's okay. Like, <laughs> It is okay to work with your strengths and accept that you're not a morning person, or maybe you are a morning person. Don't let people be like, hey, stay up all night with me. No, I won't do that. My phone's on do not disturb. Don't call me. Like, <laughs> whatever yes. it is, do that, you know, and stand in that. And I'm, I'm telling you, you're going to feel amazing. It's like know know thyself, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I, but thank you for for giving us women the permission to to know yourself and to create those boundaries about what is best for you because it's not how we were. Most of us were taught and grown up, and you know, it's like like you said. There's so and there's like there's so much information out there. Like you know, again, it's like. That's wonderful. And if you're if you don't do a check in and understand who you are, then it's going to become overwhelming. Yes. Anxiety provoking. And of course, you're going to have self doubt, (laughs) you know, because (laughs) now you there's so much to compare to. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. That if you if you can have an understanding of yourself and what your goals and you know, release those beliefs that are keeping you from getting that clarity, yeah. then I could see that that is, that's very empowering and it can change sure. your life. Yeah. It will make you doubt yourself a lot if you're trying to function in a way that you're not meant to function and doing things that you don't necessarily aren't meant to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember um, a few years ago starting my entrepreneurship and having a business coach and they're telling me these things to do. Yeah. And I didn't know anything. I'm like, oh, all right. And I'm like, but this doesn't feel good. Like, I, I really don't want to be on that social platform, but okay. You know, and yeah. like, it just, it didn't feel right. You know, I'd get like, I get anxiety or like, procrastination. I wouldn't do it. I'm like, I'll do it later. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's just not aligned with me. And it takes a lot, not only an understanding, but also the acceptance of like, that's not aligned with me. You know, mm-hmm. just, just own it. Just own it it's just own and it. <laughs> and and find something that is aligned you know with with your with your truths and beliefs at that time yeah mm-hmm. how much easier was it for you to build your business when you decided to just own that you're you're not, you're not functioning in that manner and it's not yeah great exactly and it's um yeah now you know i now i focus on like you know, the social media ones that i feel more accustomed to more comfortable and you know, I feel like I show up more authentically in these, yeah. in this way than I did in the other ones where I was pretending to be something I wasn't. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I need to be this hip <laughs> chick, even though like, you know, I'm, I'm 52, you know, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I am hip. Like, However, I'm not, I don't want to pretend to have a mind and like, uh, like things like a 20 year old does, right. you know, like why, right. why? I mean, that's not the kind of people I want to attract. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's and it would have burnt you, you out. It, yeah. You, yeah, you find yeah. if you're not authentic to yourself, you're going to be attracting people into your life. And you're wondering like, why are these people in my life? I doesn't feel good. It's like, well, because the universe doesn't know what to give you. So here you go. You here you stuff. go. This is what apparently you want. Right. <laughs> Make the For best sure. of it, you know, until you figure yourself out. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. No. Well, I know we just have a few minutes left. So um, anything you want to share about? Um, so I'm curious. So if um, when a woman starts to work with you, um, is there a, just a certain number of times that she has with you or is it on an individual basis and what they're going through? And you can talk a little bit about your master class, too. Yeah. Yeah. So the master class first, I'll just talk about that since I brought that up first. Um, thank you. The master class is, <clears throat> is uh, basically a re rendition of my live workshops that I do. And I do, sometimes I'll do them for free, you know, depending if I have like the energy or time or, you know, this is the right time of year and you catch me on the right time. Um, but I'll usually offer these in person. So I'll do like these workshops throughout town and stuff, different women across, you know, in different areas around town here in Albuquerque where I live. Mm -hmm. And um and so what I did was I created a masterclass so that those who aren't local can actually still experience the same uh, information and stuff. And in the workshop, or excuse me, in the masterclass, the now masterclass, we basically, I just go over like the main causes. So where the self-confidence issues come from, like where do these blocks come from in general? Um, I talk about that. I talk about how to break through these like take actionable steps um, um like specific actionable steps that you can take to really bust through those so some some of them are mindset shifts but then also some of them are like journal this and do that and go on to google and look at these things right i'll give you like actual homework to help you take actionable steps at the conscious level because you know if you're not working directly with me through hypnosis that's totally fine um but there's actionable conscious steps that you can take that aren't subconscious type of work that you'd have to do. <clears throat> and then the last thing, the main thing that I help you do is define your uniqueness, like your you-ness and how to activate who you are, your specific powers, your specific magnetism that makes you so unique, which oftentimes we're hiding. We, we try to we try to hide those things because they're not normal is what we think in our, our head. That's not what normal people do. That's not what everybody else does, right? So yeah. um, that, that's the last thing. And then the masterclass comes along with, uh, it comes with three hypnosis audios so that people can start to actually implement this at the subconscious level, right? So that's really powerful stuff because when you're able to change stuff at the subconscious level, that's when you notice things stick. That's when it's not just like, I'm going through the motions, but nothing's changing, right? So as opposed to just giving you these tools and saying, go do these practices, I want to also support you with those hypnosis audios that come along with there um, to help support you at the subconscious level. <clears throat> So that's the masterclass, the basic rundown. And all of this stuff, I believe my la my website is live. Uh, <laughs> I've got to double check because I just did so much moving around with this domain stuff or whatever. And um, and so that should be all set up. But um, 
my my links are still on my Facebook, my socials and stuff like that. So you can still go there and make sure mm-hmm. you grab whatever you want there, um, which I'll share at the end. But um, if for somebody who wants to work with me, essentially like the masterclass is really helpful. Um, it gives you the understanding of where, where you're at and why and how and things that you can do to start really busting through that now. And it comes with those audios for that subconscious rewiring. But there are some of us who have, have like really deeply limiting beliefs that are run a lot more deeply. And if you're one of those people, which a lot of women are, right? We we've been functioning like this for so long that at that point, it's hard to just listen to an to an audio, even if it's a hypnosis audio. The deeper yeah. the beliefs are, the harder it's going to be for your mind to accept these mm-hmm. these beliefs, these new positive beliefs that I'm that I'm basically trying to help instill in you through the audios. And so it's you bring in, in the, those the big cases, guns working yeah, one on one. In those cases, <laughs> no. that's mm-hmm. when it's really really powerful to work with me one-on-one because then what we do is we specifically locate your specific blocks and what's specifically happening within you that's keeping you kind of tied up in this knot, this subconscious mental knot. And once we unravel that, then we can replace it with all those positives and everything can happen there. But for if your mind is not ready or able to accept it Mm -hmm. fully, it's it's not going to be able to just you know, just, oh, yeah, positive thinking. Here we yeah. go. We're good. You know, <laughs> it's not oh. going to do that that fast. So oh, I love that. I love that. And all the information will be put in our, our notes and all of the e-card. So we're going to have to wrap this up. So thank you, everyone, for, for being here um, and joining me next week uh, with my guest, um, We'll be talking about finances and how to really empower yourself with your money. So take care, my loves. Be unbridled. Be free. I love you. Thank you, Tiani. Thank you, Deanne Rose. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to The Unbridled Woman with Deanne Rose. May this episode be a powerful beacon igniting your spirit with the fire of empowerment and surrounding your heart with the embrace of love. As you step boldly into the new week, channel the divine feminine power that resonates within you and embrace the truth that you are the master of your own transformation, eagerly awaiting our next encounter with excitement and anticipation. Until then, carry this energy and reshape your world with your newfound strength.